Good morning, and welcome to Simply Finance. It's Wednesday, January 24th. On today's show, we explore how social finance can drive sustainable development, and China plans to double down on Hong Kong's role in bonds and green finance. Plus, Kia introduces a new financial literacy platform for students. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Finance. We start off with a sobering statistic. Worldwide, about 1.7 billion adults lack access to financial services, and half of the world's population lack adequate sanitation services. These statistics highlight the urgent need for action. In response, the financial sector has implemented social finance initiatives that mobilize public and private capital to address these challenges through high-impact investments. One such financial product is social bonds, which can be used to finance basic infrastructure projects and access to critical services. Here with more on this is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Bella, can you tell us more about these social bonds and how they work? Certainly, David. Social bonds are debt instruments that finance projects like water and sanitation, sustainable transportation, low- and mid-income housing, and access to services like health, education, and food security. They also support small and medium-sized enterprises and microfinance institutions that promote financial inclusion. Unlike traditional debt issuances, the funds from social bonds must be used to target social impact causes. The bond issuers publicly commit to allocating funds towards specific social sectors, and investors receive an annual report explaining how the funds have been used. That's interesting. Can you give us an example of a company that has issued such a bond? Yes, Citi issued its first social finance bond in 2021, raising $1 billion from investors to fund transactions focusing on the sectors I mentioned earlier in emerging market countries. The bond was oversubscribed indicating strong interest from institutional investors. This bond forms a crucial step in Citi's commitment to sustainable finance. They've set a target of raising $1 trillion for sustainability assets by 2030, aligning with the UN Sustainable Development Goals. And what impact does Citi hope to achieve with this bond? Citi aims to expand access to essential services for 15 million households, including 10 million women, within the first few years. This is part of their broader social finance goal. The bond didn't come out of nowhere. Citi has been working towards it for several years, starting formally in 2005 with the creation of Citi Social Finance as a dedicated specialist business unit. This team works with the bank's various product areas to create and implement solutions that improve financial inclusion, access to basic services, job creation, and fund social infrastructure projects it's clear that social bonds have the potential to make a significant impact. What's the future outlook for these types of financial instruments? Given the urgent need to address global challenges like poverty, lack of access to essential services, and the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, it's likely that we'll see more social bonds in the future. They offer a way for investors to earn a return while also contributing to important social causes. The success of Citi's bond shows that there's strong interest from institutional investors, which bodes well for the future of social bonds. That was Simply Finance reporter Bella. 
shedding light on the role of social bonds in addressing global challenges. Speaking of bonds, let's turn our attention to Beijing's financial authorities who are intensifying their support for Hong Kong as China's global financial center. They plan to allow more bonds and green financing instruments to be issued and traded in the city. Here to unpack this is our correspondent, James. Could you explain what these plans entail? Certainly, David. According to Li Yunze, Minister of the National Financial Regulatory Administration, the mainland branches of banks based in Hong Kong and Macau will be permitted a wider business scope, including the issuance of bank cards. Financial firms from these two special administrative regions will also be able to invest in mainland insurers with a lower qualification threshold. What does this mean for Hong Kong's role in the financial landscape? This move solidifies Hong Kong's position as a key international financial center. With its liquid financial market, large talent pool, and sound legal environment, Hong Kong serves as a vital connector between mainland China and the world. Chinese banks and insurers are also being encouraged to issue yuan-denominated bonds and other green financing instruments in Hong Kong, which will further bolster the city's bond market and its role as an offshore yuan trading center. And how has this been received internationally? The response has been positive. For instance, Egypt's finance minister, Mohamed Maït, stated that the country is exploring opportunities to issue green bonds and other sustainable finance instruments in multiple currencies. Egypt, which is hosting the 2022 United Nations Climate Change Conference, could consider issuing dim sum bonds, which are yuan-denominated bonds issued in Hong Kong. What does this mean for China's financial system as a whole? Li Yunze has stated that China will continue to open its economy and financial system to global investors. The so-called Connect schemes, which are China's various trans-border investment channels, will be enhanced and enlarged to allow more capital to flow from abroad via Hong Kong into the mainland's bonds, stocks, and derivatives. Similarly, mainland capital will be allowed to flow into international issues via Hong Kong. This open-door policy is a long-term state policy for China and a driving force for the country's financial markets. That was Simply Finance reporter James, shedding light on China's plans to bolster Hong Kong's role as a global financial center. Now, let's turn our attention to the Center for Learning in Action, CA, which, in a bid to address the lack of personal finance education, has launched a new financial literacy platform for students. This initiative is the result of a collaboration with Kindros, a public benefit corporation, and the tireless efforts of retired financial analyst Brad Bissell. To discuss this in more detail, we have Michael with us. Michael, can you tell us more about this platform and its inception? Certainly, David. The platform was born out of a desire to equip students with essential personal finance skills. Bissell, an alumnus of the college, and Stephen Martiros, the founder of Kindros, worked together to bring this platform to students. Martiros, who left the financial services industry 30 years ago, wanted to help everyday people understand how their financial choices matter, and this platform is a realization of that goal. What are the main objectives of this initiative? The initiative aims to serve students' personal finance learning needs and facilitate more community-engaged scholarship in this area. The platform offers nine modules, each teaching a different financial building block, covering a range of topics from credit scores to retirement savings. 
The goal is to make the platform accessible and easily navigable for all students. How does the platform ensure the information it provides is unbiased? Kindros does not sell any financial products, advertisements, or user data, which helps ensure the information presented is unbiased. The organization's commitment to presenting unbiased information is one of the reasons why CLIA feels confident offering Kindros's platform to students. How has the platform been received by students so far? The feedback has been positive. Tiana Bucci, a student outreach associate at CLIA, was one of the first students to complete the course and found it valuable. She also spoke at the launch event about the usefulness of the platform, particularly for low-income students who may not have had the opportunity to gain experience in personal finance. What is the broader impact of this initiative on the student body and the community? The platform is seen as an opportunity to build student capacity for their own lives and to share what they've learned with others. While it's particularly useful for students with fewer financial resources, it offers essential information to everyone, regardless of their wealth. The hope is that even if not all students complete the program, its availability will have a positive impact on the student body. That was Simply Finance, reporter Michael, shedding light on this important initiative. Speaking of significant developments, Hong Kong and Saudi Arabia have agreed to strengthen collaboration between their financial markets. This agreement was signed at the opening of the 17th annual Asian Financial Forum. To discuss this in more detail, we have our correspondent. So Celeste, what does this agreement entail? The agreement is a memorandum of understanding signed between Saudi's Financial Sector Development Program, or FSDP, and Hong Kong's Financial Services Development Council, known as FSDC. The FSDP was launched in 2018 with the aim of creating a diversified financial services sector in Saudi Arabia, while the FSDC was founded in 2013 to further develop Hong Kong's financial services industry. This collaboration is expected to establish comprehensive financial market connectivity that benefits businesses in both regions and facilitates cross-border investment flows. What are the key areas of collaboration under this agreement? The agreement aims to enhance collaboration in several key areas. These include supporting capital market connectivity, conducting joint research and knowledge sharing, organizing exchange programs and joint events, and harnessing synergies and mutual interests. The goal is to strengthen cross-border investments, share best practices in fintech and talent development, boost connectivity through market promotion activities, and strengthen their financial alliance. And how does this agreement fit into the broader context of Hong Kong's financial strategy? This agreement is a significant step in solidifying Hong Kong's position as a leading international financial center. It comes amid efforts by Hong Kong to deepen financial ties with the Middle East. Hong Kong offers plenty of opportunities for Gulf countries to tap into its developed financial services sector. What about Saudi Arabia? What does this mean for their financial sector? For Saudi Arabia, this agreement is a testament to their commitment to facilitating ties connecting the Saudi Arabian and Hong Kong financial markets. It aligns with the Gulf region's ambitious development plans and their quest to become a cradle of innovation in technology. That was Simply Finance reporter Celeste, shedding light on the recent financial collaboration agreement between Hong Kong and Saudi Arabia. With that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Finance. We'll see you back here tomorrow.